Welcome to Leveling Up the Podcast with Alethea Tucker. I'm so happy that you're listening today. My goal is to bring something new, something promising. I plan to bring conversation, resources, and wisdom around the things that are holding us back from going for our best. We'll talk about everyday life and careers. I'll bring us dialogue designed to dig deep and identify our passions. We'll talk about the limits that you need to let go of and the promise that you need to grab a hold of. I'll interview women who bring valuable insight to the table. We'll have opportunities for Q&A and we'll talk resources to help along the way. There are levels to this and we'll hit them all starting at the ground floor. We all have dreams and now is our time to level up. Ground floor. I remember like it was yesterday. The day I turned 25, I cried. (laughs) I kept saying, I'm halfway to 30. Of course, my friends quickly reminded me that I was halfway to 30 long ago. I dreaded it. And then, you know, when I turned 30, I was eight months pregnant and huge. I was excited that I would soon have a new baby, but I was also sad to see my 20s leave. And I felt I needed to do something to be more mature or or kind of make things momentous. So I decided that year I was going to start wearing custom clothing. Well, that phase didn't last very long since we were on one income at the time. So then let's go to 40. Oh my goodness, did 40 come in with a bang? I remember shortly after my 40th birthday, I was diagnosed with asthma and yeah, later came diabetes. So after that, I think I finally started getting the revelation. You know, each year is going to bring something different. And truly, each year is a blessing. And we have to look at it as such. Each year is going to require something new. Our choice is what do we do to meet that new requirement? Nowadays, there's no telling what you may see from day to day and from year to year, birthday or not. We've had to reinvent on numerous occasions. Really, we evolve. We evolve to meet whatever the new requirement is, to meet the new challenge, and to be sure to find joy in the process. So your affirmation is this. Each new year is a blessing. I'm so grateful for the life I have. I know things will change. I also know that I have what's needed to meet each change with grace and perseverance. Main Level And welcome to episode six of Leveling Up the Podcast with Alethea Tucker. We're continuing spotlighting our authors from the newly released book, Reinvented to Rise. And today, the first author I have that I'm going to introduce to you is Monique Cox Wade. Monique, welcome. I'm so happy to have you. Thank you, Alethea. I'm so glad to be here. Absolutely. Absolutely. Monique um, is someone that I knew before the book. And like many of the authors, I knew that she had a story to tell. And indeed, her story is powerful. And I know that she has many more. I I really foresee this as being just the start to where you're going, Monique. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. So I know you, but why don't you tell our audience a little about yourself? Well, um, I'm originally from Baltimore, Maryland. Um, I'm currently residing in the Charlotte area. Um, I am a wife, a mother, a minister, 
um, as well as a licensed clinical social worker. And I've been doing therapy for over 25 years now. And um, I'm just beginning to start my private practice and kind of flow, you know, flow into the coaching world um, with that. Um, I've been a minister uh, for the past, I believe, five years now. And um, and I'm married for 17 years. (laughs) And I have a daughter who just turned 11. So that's a lot of numbers. (laughs) (laughs) But you got them all in. You got got them all in. in. (laughs) Wonderful. Wow. So all your life, you really have been doing counseling. Yes. That's awesome. That's Mm -hmm. awesome. And and, and anybody who really talks to you sees that that is definitely ingrained in you. That's a part of your heart, being able to to share and, and to help others. Um. So I could, that is of absolute no surprise that your uh, career has been that long in that field. No surprise at all. So let me ask you, why did you decide to be a co-author for uh, this book, Reinvented to Rise? Well, um, to tell the truth, I almost didn't. <laughs> um but I've always wanted to uh, write. I, you know, I've talked about um, writing a story, um, and I just didn't know how to get started. And so, I, when you called me, I thought, "Wow, this would be the perfect opportunity to really kind of get started and try to figure out the whole writing world and what that looks like." You know, mm-hmm. get my feet wet, so to speak. Um, but then. When I got on the call the first night, um, that, that little fear, you know, fear tried to take yes. the driver's seat. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm on here with all these authors. Um, <laughs> and I was like, I don't know if this is the route for me. <laughs> but, Alethea, you know, you encouraged me, that, you know, and you said no. You said, um, you know, your story, there's no wrong way to tell your story. It's your story. That is so right. And I just decided that I was going to press past my fear and I'm going to do it. I wanted to do it and that I was going to do it. And so I did it. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And how do you feel about that? And I feel good about it. (laughs) That's right. I still pinch myself um, because I'm like, I'm an author. I did that. Um, I pressed past that fear. And that was the that was the most powerful thing for me. because, you know, I talk a little bit about that, but I don't want to get ahead. Mm-hmm. But, you know, fear has always been in that in my driver's seat. And so I was yes. able to press past that and and to write. So, yes. So I want everybody out there to hear what she just said. Fear has always been in her driver's seat and she's not alone. We know that so many of us fear has just kind of tried to take over life for us. But, you know, Monique is proof. You you know, she said she pushed past it. And like I told her, um, you know, your story is your story and nobody can tell it better than you or in any other way that will have the impact that you'll have by telling it. And just how awesome she feels by pushing past that fear, by doing the reinvention, even to do the book. Exactly. (laughs) She had to to change her mindset even to do the book. That right there um, just speaks to the whole theme of of reinvention. That's awesome. So speaking of the theme of reinvention, what advice, you know, there are other women out there. I just, you know, stated that I wanted anyone who has ever had fear in the driver's seat to listen and to hear that, you know, you are proof that you can push past that. What advice do you have for other women who need to reinvent in any way, whether it be mindset or um, change lifestyles or move away from relationships, any kind of reinvention? Right. Um, the first thing, well, there's a couple of things. The first thing, you know, I would share is, Stop comparing yourself. Mm. The danger in comparing, you know, we, we do that a lot. You know, we compare ourselves to other people. We compare other relationships. You know, we're on Facebook and we're comparing, you know, the, the, the snapshots and the photos of what we see, you know, other people, you know, they're looking happy. They look like mm-hmm. they're in love. And so we, we spend a lot of times comparing ourselves 
And what I've come to realize is that the comparing is actually what prevents you from really going forward in, in achieving, you know, your true destiny, your true, your true potential. So stop comparing yourself. And then, you know, the whole process of reinvention, it starts in the mind. Mm-hmm. It starts with you have to start talking back. Well, first of all, identifying those beliefs that you have about yourself. You mm-hmm. don't realize you don't realize how powerful those thoughts are. You know, feeling that I'm too old or it's too late or I'll never find love or, you know, all those things that we say to ourselves. We don't realize how our words and our thoughts have so much power. And so beginning that whole process of identifying those thoughts and when you identify those thoughts, being able to challenge those thoughts, talk back to those thoughts. Not today. You know, you're yes. not, you don't get to drive today. Right. You know. And being able to find a support system, because it is hard to do that by yourself. You know, even myself as a therapist, um, I couldn't do that by myself. You know, mm-hmm. as much as I talk to other people about doing that. So I would say the third thing is to find a support system, a therapist, a mentor, a coach, you know, somebody that can walk you through that process of beginning to identify those negative beliefs, being able to identify that baggage that we carry, because that's the other thing, Um, and to be able to um, stop comparing yourself Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. other people. You are you. God made you uniquely. He made all of us uniquely. Nobody's the duplicate. Even the identical twins still are unique. In God's eyes. Absolutely. It's, I always, and I say that often uh, in stuff that I write or, or when I talk, you are fearfully and wonderfully yes. made. How much better can you get than that? Exactly. Think about it. How much better can you be than fearfully and wonderfully made? And it's true. And I think it's Beyonce who has that song, Comparison Kills, or maybe it's in one line of her song. I don't know, something. But it really does. Comparison kills because if you're constantly comparing yourself to someone else, you'll never be who you're really meant to be because you're living in somebody else's shadows. Exactly. You know, you're totally negating your purpose. Now that's, it's different if, if you're looking at someone as a mentor or, uh, you know, someone as a role model, that's totally different. But if you're comparing to be just like somebody else, Mm -hmm. then that's, that's a problem. And that leads to so many things that, you know, will start the spiral downward and keep you spiraling. That is so true. Right. Yeah, and keep you spiraling. Absolutely. Well, th- those are good things. Get that support system. Stop, com- stop comparing and identify those thoughts. Mm-hmm. Tackle them right up front. Yeah. Find out what they are and and know that they're the wrong ones to have. <laughs> right, they're holding you back. Right, they are holding you back. They are holding you back. That's great advice. Great advice. Okay, so I've been asking all the authors to. Tell us just a little about your chapter without giving it away, of course, because uh, I'm going to put a shameless plug in here. It is now out, available in paperback and also available in Kindle if you want to go to Amazon so they can download and purchase the book themselves. Mm -hmm. However, we just want you to tell us a little bit about it. Give us a teaser. Okay. Um, Well, I talked about a lot about uh, fear and confidence lack of confidence, um, being in my driver's seat, um, Mm. and how that started long before, you know, I was probably, it started in childhood. I would say it started long before I knew how to drive, you know? Mm. Mm -hmm. Um, and so in the process of reinventing, I really had to go back to my childhood because Mm -hmm. that's where a lot of those beliefs actually started. Mm-hmm, and in mm-hmm. in it's so hard. I don't know why, but I, I, it's almost like the beliefs that you acquire from childhood. They're almost like Teflon. Mm. Like they stick. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it, they you can't you know you can't you can't do anything with those. They just you know they stick. Um, so it took a lot of undoing and relearning because if you don't know any different, you're going to continue the pattern until, you know, you learn something different. 
Mm-hmm. And so I had to do a lot of work around where that fear and where that low self-esteem came from. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I talk about that process. And there were different um, points in my childhood that really, um, I guess, put an imprint mm-hmm. in me. Mm-hmm. And so I talk about that and I talk about the journey of where I finally got to the point where um, I was able to identify those beliefs and find the support system mm-hmm. and to stop comparing. Yes. And by doing that, I talk about what it opened me up to do, what it allowed me to do. It allowed me to birth a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Um because I decided it was time to to let go of some stuff. Yes. Oh, that's good. I, I've read the chapter. I, I know it's good. You guys definitely have to um, read her chapter mm-hmm. to for her to be able to um, just usher you through the process that she went through to reinvent, and you know, for you to see where she is now is just awesome. Absolutely awesome. My daughter teases me about using that word so often, but uh, it is my favorite word. And truly, you know, a lot of the things that occur in that book are just, um, I can't really even put into words. I get really teary-eyed when I look at some of the stories, knowing the vulnerability that people, um, you know, are just exposing and pushing past that fear, knowing that their story has to be told in order to help someone else. And I know that's why your story's in there too, Monique. Mm -hmm. Um, Your heart is that of a servant. So you want to help and and help, you know, serve others. So I know that's a huge piece of why um, you share the story that you do. And I just want to ask you, I know I often say that, you know, I'm really kind of an open book. Anything that I've encountered or, you know, anything that I've dealt with, I often talk about in what I write or, you know, when I speak or, you know, just at any point in in things that I post on social media. So, so much of what I've gone through in life is what pushed me to pursue you know, uh, career coaching and personal development, you feel that your life is definitely what pushed you and your experiences that you've had. Are they the things that pushed you into counseling? Oh, definitely. Definitely. Um, That and a whole lot more. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Because uh, I think I initially went into the psych class trying to figure out what in the world was wrong with me and my family. Um, so that was like that, you know, the side door to getting into therapy, you know, I wasn't going to walk because of, you know, our cultural beliefs about therapy. I wasn't going to walk into a therapist's office, but I could go to a psychology class. Right, right. (laughs) Um, (laughs) and so initially, yeah, that was probably the drive, but then also, um, just in in my experiences with, you know, different things in my life and in my family, um, I just begin to like want to see people whole and want to see people well and just, you know, wanting to see people's minds free. And so Mm -hmm. that really became almost like what drove me into social work, definitely drove me into counseling, um, just helping people to become free, you know, find the things that they need to find to cope, um, being able to deal with some of the things that, you know, kind of was holding them back. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really got my joy out of just working with people like in the community. Cause that's where I started in the community, um, sitting in people's homes mm-hmm. and just, um, and just talking and just listening to people's stories and what people have gone through. And what I learned through all of that is not to look at it as a weakness, but I always mm-hmm. tell people at the end of their story how resilient they were. Yeah. Like, Man, you're strong. Because mm-hmm. people don't, sometimes we don't see it, we don't realize it. But mm-hmm. if you've gone through everything that you've gone through and you're sitting here and you're telling me this story, mm-hmm. then you're more resilient than what you think. Mm-hmm. You're stronger than what you believe. 
And mm. even for myself, I came to understand that even for me that, wow, I didn't give myself the credit that I should have. I was stronger than what I thought. Yes. Yeah. So that's kind of what drove me, yes, into the counseling. And you mentioned about being an open book, and that has been a journey for me because I, I haven't always been an open book. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a process because, you know, with a lot of things come shame. Yes. Um, but what I have found um, being transparent has made me a better therapist and a better minister um, because in some cases, the breakthrough in therapy has happened when I've allowed myself to become transparent to my clients mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and even in my ministry, you know, yes. so people can say, oh, okay, she knows what she's talking about because I lived it. I'm mm-hmm. not just telling you what I know. I'm telling you what I lived. Yes. Yes. And it's so much easier to be able to come to help somebody if you're coming from an authentic place, you yeah. know, yeah. It is, it's, it's, it's because you don't have to make it up. Nope. You don't have to, you know, say, this is what I hear. Mm-hmm. You can say, I know, I know, or I may not have experienced this exact thing, but I have done something similar or I've seen something similar. Mm-hmm. And I started doing something. Um, I guess it's been about three or four weeks now. I always pray about what I put together, any programs I put together, anything I put on social media, because I want it to be able to reach people. And I want to make sure that it's something that's useful and transforming for people. So um, you were talking, you were talking about how sometimes people just need to hear that you're really strong and you're really resilient. I came to the conclusion that people just need to hear that yeah, I pray for you. I pray over what I put out here on social media. I pray, you know, that what I put out um, will touch you. I pray um, for the things that I see going on. And, you know, if there's instances where people need encouragement or they feel like they reinvent and they're afraid to. And um, I feel good about doing that. Now, just letting people know that you have them on their mind. Mm -hmm. And in your case, just letting people know that, you know, I see that you're stronger than you're giving yourself credit for. Um, Building people up is what it's all about. You know, it really is building people up. So um, that's awesome. said, Alethea, people, they don't care about, you know, what is that? They don't care about how much you know. Yeah. You know, um, uh, they want to know how much you care. Exactly. Oh, that's good. And so just letting people know that you're praying for them. Mm -hmm. That means a whole lot more than you spouting out, you know, book knowledge or quotes. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I always end by telling them, you know, I pray that they have the confidence to boldly go out there and be their authentic selves and go after their dream. Mm -hmm. Because I do, because I know what being um, authentic has done for me and how freeing that is. So uh, that's powerful. That's powerful. All right. All right. So You, you know, I say every time I I bring up this question, I mention how we've all reinvented probably one, two, three, four times, (laughs) you know, depending on the the year, depending on the situation. But now that you have gone through the reinvention that you went through in your in the book or any other reinvention, um, what is it that you feel you now offer the world as someone who's been reinvented. You know, it, you know, the fact that you have done your own practice for yourself, you know, you've come out and done that. That could be one of the things. Mm-hmm. Um, what is it that you've done to just uh, help others recognize the value that they bring to the world? Well, I believe by being able to birth my own practice, Mm -hmm. Um, has been the biggest blessing um, because it's allowing me to actually practice and do counseling and coaching the way that um, God wants me to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, 
for so long, I was doing it according to the guidelines of certain companies and certain people. And so I think the blessing has been that I can now offer people, you know, um, fully, I can fully offer people a program, well, not just a program, but just, you know, coaching and therapy and counseling that has been not designed by man, but designed by God. Yes. And when you mentioned about praying, um, that's something that I've always done before my sessions, but Mm -hmm. I do, you know, even more of now um, before I start my session, not necessarily with my clients, but before Mm -hmm. I log on or before I open that door, I pray. And my prayer has always been God to give me a word that will bring healing and light to your Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think going through this process, I can truly now give authentically light and healing, a word of mm-hmm. light and healing to God's people, because I've truly now gone through the healing process myself. Yes. Yes. No, nothing like firsthand experience. Exactly. Nothing like firsthand exactly. experience. <laughs> <laughs> so you you being reinvented, number one, you know, you've been a reformed, a reinvented woman who's been able to do your what you love to do in mm-hmm. a totally different way mm-hmm. because you can now do it without the barriers that were probably put on you by companies. Exactly. Um, you know, just working for somebody else. Yeah. So being able to form your own company and doing the, you know, counseling the way that you want to do it. Right. Um, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Makes it so much more rewarding too. Yeah, it is. You know, I'm not like feeling like I'm on an assembly line seeing so many a day. I can spend time, personal time with each client. If you need, you know, if you need longer than the hour, I can Mm -hmm. accommodate you. You know, I can accommodate you weekly. I can accommodate me twice a week if you need. Yes. It just feels so much freer. Yes. Um, And I feel like I'm really helping more people doing it that way. Yes. Yes. And you are. You are. I mean, I've been listening to you talking to me about your schedule. You're definitely helping a lot of people. (laughs) (laughs) You are helping a lot of people. (laughs) And that's a good thing. That's a good thing. So share a little more with us about what you're working on now. I know we talked about the company. Mm -hmm. Just share anything you want to tell us, including how we're going to be able to connect with you and any programs that you have out there. Okay. So right now, um, I've been building my practice um, for probably about, what, seven months now. Um, You can find me on Psychology Today. You can also find me um, at uh, coaching with Sister Mo or sistermo.com. Um, and you can find me under coaching with Sister Mo. So I'm working on now. Um, I did a call about two or three years ago, a grief call, grief, a grief group. And I want to expand that this year and do some grief groups around the holidays. Um, and the theme was, uh, what if it's not the most wonderful time of the year? Mm. Um, and so that, that'll be coming up in October. I also have a three month, um, coaching package online now, uh, that you can go to coaching with sister Mo and you can look at that. And if you in need of, you know, coaching, you can contact me that way. Uh, if you, uh, are looking for, Therapy services, you can find me on Psychology Today. So I'm out there. Yes. Um, I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook, uh, Monique Cox Wade, or you can find me at uh, Mondays with Sister Mo yes. on Facebook and on Instagram. And on Instagram. All right. And everything she's just said, I'll also put in the description section um, of the podcast for this episode. So that is awesome. That That's great. That's great. So I always ask the listeners, um, as we're closing out, I like to, in, in addition to giving them some food that they can 
you know, chew on while they're listening to the podcast. I also want to give them something that they can, um, you know, look at later. So I ask all of our guests if there is a resource or are there resources that you would like to recommend to the audience? So I'm asking you, is there anything that you would like to recommend? Sure. Um, Right now I'm reading a book um, called Daring Greatly by Brene Brown. I love Mm -hmm. Brene Brown. I love to hear her talks. So um, I'm reading the book right now, Daring Greatly. And she talks about the courage to be vulnerable and how it transforms the way that we live, love, parent, and lead. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would definitely recommend this book, Daring Greatly. Daring Greatly. That's what I love. Brene Brown also. Mm -hmm. Um, All of her books, I I highly recommend. So that is awesome. So one last question here. Is there anything that I've left out? Anything at all that you want to um, share with our audience kind of as parting words as we get ready to close out this segment? Um, I would just encourage each and every listener to go out and purchase the book. Yes. I know that you will be blessed by the book. Um, There's something in there, I believe, for everyone from every walk of life. Um, And you truly will be blessed um, by the stories that the women shared and that we shared. So I hope that you go out and actually purchase the book and then let us know um, what you think about it. Uh, And I just thank you again for this opportunity to allow me to tell my story. Absolutely. I am thrilled that you uh, agreed to to being in the book. Like I said, I know that um, there are more stories that will be coming forth, and I'm really happy that what you wrote uh, is in the book, and I know that it's going to, just like you just said a few minutes ago, it's really going to bless some people and help people to realize that they too can reinvent which is the whole purpose of the book uh, in the first place. So Monique, thank you so much for being with us today. And this is not the last you'll be hearing from Monique. As you know, we have some other things coming up that I've been talking about. Um, We may have a conference here or there, but definitely some things that you'll be hearing more from Monique and opportunities for her to pour into you um, as she has done in the book. All right. So thanks again, Monique. Thank you. And welcome back. We're here with the second author of Reinventing to Rise. And our author, the second author is Yvette Haley. I'm so happy to have you with us, Yvette. Welcome. Thank you, Alethea. And welcome. And hello, everyone. I'm glad to be here. Yes, yes. I'm so thrilled. You know, as you know, we've been talking to all the authors in the book. And um, I usually start out letting people know any history that we have. And I've had history with just about all of our authors. And Yvette and I have been friends and sisters for well over 30 years. So I yes, knew that this, yes, I knew that this lady had a story and she knew that she had a story and I'm just thrilled that she accepted my invitation and came forward and gave the information and the story that she contributed to our book. I'm really, really happy about that. So I've already said, Yvette, you know, I know you, however, why don't you tell us a little about yourself to the audience out there who may not know a whole lot about you. Okay. Thank you so much, Alethea. And yeah, we have been prayer warriors and friends for over 30 years. And I'm just grateful, yes. grateful, grateful to have you um, even invite me to do something like this. Um, I'm Yvette Haley. I am married to my wonderful husband, Daryl, for over 30 years. It'll be 33 years, actually, uh, next month. And we have four wonderful daughters. Our mm-hmm. oldest daughter uh, just turned 40. And our youngest daughter is 15. And yes, I know God has a sense of humor. And we <laughs> and we have two in between uh, that are 20, getting ready to be 25 and 22. And then I have three grandchildren and one great grandson. Uh, so yeah, I have a very large family. 
Yes, yes. The more the merrier, right? Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And the funny part is both Alethea and I are only children. And yes. So, <laughs> so, it's like, so what happened? It's great big family. Uh, <laughs> I love it, though. I love it. I love it. I and um, I'm also a Christian counselor. I'm a licensed clinical professional counselor. I do pastoral counseling at my church, which is the First Baptist Church of Glen Arden. And um, I'm the assistant director there of our spiritual care department. And my husband and I lead up our marriage mentoring program uh, at First Baptist as well. Yes, you are busy. You yeah, are busy. I do have a lot of things on my plate, but I'm only because I'm trying to be obedient to what God has called me to do. And I'm back in school uh, pursuing my Ph.D. in counseling and psychological studies and um I'm years old and I can't believe that. <laughs> and I can't believe that I'm back in school. But for such a time as this, I am enjoying it, although it's a great, great, great deal of work. And it's taking a lot out of me, but God is restoring every single day. So I'm grateful just to be having this season of my life. Yes, yes. You know, at first I was like, no, I know she needs to bet your school because that's a big part of what you're doing now. And you, Lord have mercy. Yes, yes. And you really haven't slowed your activities much at all. But, you know, like you said, God is just giving you the strength and the endurance to push forward and to continue to do the things that you've been doing. And you're going to come out victorious and all this amen and i just i'm just grateful for all the co-authors who just supported me and encouraged me during this process and even being able to write this chapter i didn't know there were times in there i didn't know if i was going to be able to complete it i just i'm going to be honest it was so much on my plate but i just praise god and i thank you for you and your encouragement and for the other co-authors because it really really made a difference for me just to be able to put um put that pen to paper and do what i needed to do Oh, I'm glad to hear that. I am. I say, you know, I've said it before that we really did kind of, um, we just formed a bond. So we became more than authors. And and it's a bond, you know, that I know is going to last for a while, particularly as we continue to help people to see this reinvent to rise, this whole campaign that we're talking about and the necessity of it and seeing just how viable it is for it to happen. We are the proof, and it is our mission to help others to see it as well. So mm-hmm. I know we've got more work to do, and I'm, I'm excited about that. I am. <laughs> I, I am as well. I think it's a movement. I think you're onto something fantastic. I know that God birthed just in you, and for such a time as this, uh, especially given everything that's happening in our world, you have to reinvent to rise and to keep to. on going. You can't give up in the midst of our situation, you know. So I'm just grateful that it's coming out at this time, at this season. Uh, of our lives. And I think so many people will benefit from it. I know they will. I know they will. And you're right. And you know, particularly at this season, you have to reinvent. So did any of that contribute to your decision, you know, to be a co-author? Yeah, I, I would have co-authored anything just to walk alongside of you and be in fellowship oh, with you. So I, and that's serious. I am just grateful. And oh. anything that you put your hands on and you ask me if I can do it, I would do it. Um, I but I think <laughs> I love you too, darling. Um, I think this season, uh, you know, particularly we're going through the pandemic. We've had so many things happen, you know, with mm. protests and, the, uh, the, you know, the, the political stuff that we had going. We mm. had a lot going on over this past year and a half, two years. And uh, we had to make pivots. We had to make changes and reposition ourselves. I think that's for all of us, if we're honest. And um, so looking at our lives, looking at what we're going through or have gone through, we had to make a decision that we got to we have to do something different if we're going to make it through this season. And so I think that's what reinvented to rise is all about. It's just Mm -hmm. making the adjustment, Mm -hmm. looking at yourself, um, Um, looking at what's going on around you and where you are taking an honest inventory of that and then making a decision that I have to do something different so that I can be different in this season of life. And so that's why I decided to co-author. And that's what my chapter kind of leads to, because it's a a lot about not just one story. It's kind of a compilation of stories and a process that I had to learn. And I now can look back on and say that I learned Mm -hmm. uh, going through my V 
reinventing stories because I've had multiple ones. So yes. yeah, I can say that that's how, why I decided to write it. Yes. And, and that's the thing, you know, and that's a theme across every, each of the authors that I've been talking to. None of us have just had one instance where we've had to reinvent. We've reinvented many times. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. what, you know, so what the book details in each story is one of our uh, instances of, of reinvention, one of probably many. And who's to say there won't be additional instances mm-hmm. where we we reinvent, you know, ever evolving is a is a big part of what we all have to do. Always going for the next thing, always trying to improve, always trying to make sure that we hit the mark. Absolutely. It's the thing. It's the thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like we said, this isn't your first reinvention, but now that you have reinvented now that you've risen to the occasion now that you've gone higher what advice do you have for other women who need to reinvent who may be afraid to do it or think it's too late in life to do it or you know they're used to just staying right at that lukewarm level where everything is just fine it's not great and they really don't want to rock the boat what advice do you have for someone like that? Understood. 100% been there, done that, have the mm-hmm. picture and the metal and everything yes. else. <laughs> you know what the real deal is for me, Alethea, is I would mm. just say the Nike slogan, just do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, just do it. Because the, the reality is that time waits for nobody. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we're going to be whatever age we're going to be. In those many years, whether we do the thing or we don't do the thing, right? Mm-hmm. And so we might as well just go do the thing. You know, I was thinking whenever the Lord was pressing upon me and pressing upon me, and, and I have to tell you, I'm I'm one who has to hear from the Lord like multiple times. He got to tell me multiple ways, and oh, I'm yeah. like, okay, then that's really Him talking, and now I can't get away from it. And when know. He was talking to me about going back to school to get the PhD. I didn't want to go. I didn't want to do this. I kept thinking, I'm too old. This is this is too late in my life to do this. What is wrong? I got children in college. You know what I mean? (laughs) And I was like, this is ridiculous. I'm not going to do it. But it was so such a pressing urge. And then it was someone just came and they said something to me and it was just the unlock. And Mm. I was like, you know what, Yvette, you might as well go for it. And don't um, and don't base your opinion on what people say. Don't mm-hmm. base it. And that's a lot of what's in my chapter two. It's not based on what's in your head, those voices that you hear in your head, those negative automatic thoughts or negative negative comments that you might get from the outside. Just based it on what you know in your spirit that mm-hmm. God is telling you to do. And it doesn't matter if it's the business, if it's a book, if it's uh, going back to school, if it's starting you know, something from scratch, starting a hobby, uh, raising kids, helping someone else with kids. It doesn't matter what the it is. Mm -hmm. It just matters that you go for it and do it and give it everything you got. I mean, everything you got. And God will make the way for you. He makes ways out of no ways. And he opens doors that are exactly for you. There are some relationships and collaborations that I've had, even being in school that I would not have had otherwise. And I'm just very, very grateful for that. So just trust God, listen to him, make sure it's him and listen to him, trust him and just go for it. Go do it. Um, it it'll, you'll be the better because of it. Yes. Just do it. Just do it. I, I guarantee you when Nike came up with that simple slogan all mm-hmm. those years ago, they had no idea just how profound it was mm-hmm. because so many of us just need to do it. You know, it's just that simple. And I know in your line of work, you probably come across individuals and families, people of all ages who need to reinvent, um, you know, for whatever reason there may be to get out of a relationship, to go into a relationship, to to finally um, pursue a dream that they've Uh been uh, wanting to do forever. Do you see a, a consistent theme around the people who need to reinvent? Is there usually one thing that kind of holds them back? If you can really say, I know there are different instances, you know, there are different circumstances for everybody, mm-hmm. you know, but I know that sometimes there's an underlying theme that kind of holds people from going for the things that they need to do from you know, pulling out, it could be anything, pulling out of an abusive relationship, um, believing that they can go ahead and 
you know, be that entrepreneur yeah. that they want to be. Just things that kind of hold them back. I know I'm, I'm asking you, but I also know automatically just in my experience that a lot of it is in the head yep. um, and, and what you believe. And I just want to get your opinion on that as well. Absolutely. You know, I think the big bird word for that is just fear. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's fear of the unknown, fear mm-hmm. of uncertainty. Um, those negative automatic thoughts that I mentioned before, and, uh, and I talk about them a lot in my chapter, is because they are really noisome pestilence. They're like mm-hmm. uh, they're like at a picnic, and I know that the word the real word for gnats begins with a G. I know that, right? <laughs> but uh, it's my acronym for gnats: negative mm-hmm. automatic thoughts. And those gnats mm-hmm. are just like when they're at a picnic or barbecue. You know, you put your plate down and you walk away to go get a drink or whatever. You come back and there's just gnats kind of all over swarming around. You swat them away, you get them away. And while you're sitting there and while you're very present and very focused, they go away, right? Mm-hmm. Or at least they mm-hmm. seem to go away. You walk away again to go get another soda or water or whatever, and you come back and there's some that's still there, just lingering. Well, that's the same thing that happens in our mind, is that the negative automatic um, thoughts that are intrusive, they're uninvited guests. We didn't sit down to think about them. We didn't want them to come, but they're in the back of our head and they're constantly telling us what we can't do, what we can't be. Our inner critic is um, constantly there reminding us of what we've done wrong before or reminding us of the challenges that lie ahead. If you try to do this, you're too old to go back to school. You know Mm -hmm. that your children are in school. You're too old to start this business. What if it fails? What are people going to say? All of those things uh, bring us anxiety and stress and fear. And then what we'll do is start listening to them. And then mm-hmm. we'll start kind of adding our own own voice to it. And we start saying, well, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't. Maybe this isn't that. You know what? You're, that's right. I'm not going to do it. And we just partner with it. And what we have to do is reverse the curse and stop rehearsing. Don't rehearse those negative thoughts. We have to silence them and tell them to be quiet and put them away. And then we have to do the Bible teaches us in Second Corinthians. Um, uh, chapter 10, it teaches us to take every thought captive to the yes. obedience of Christ. We have to take those thought captives. Who are you? You can't tell me that because here's what's also true. What if that negative thought is wrong? Mm. What if mm. that thing just isn't telling you the truth? Mm-hmm. What if it's just trying to evoke fear in you and cause you to not become what if you were, were able to just um, make a difference in somebody's life with just one thing you said, even if it was one person's life, wouldn't that be worth it? Yes. But when we start listening to those negative thoughts, we silence ourselves, we stop ourselves. That's why I'm just doing this now. You know, I'm in my 50s mm. going back to school. I should have done this 10 years ago. I did hear God. I knew, but I was just like, I'm in, you know, I have these kids and I'm raising children and I'm homeschooling. I was doing so many things. Things. I was mm-hmm. like, I can't afford to do that. Well, now here I am. I'm still going to have to do it. I'm still mm-hmm. going to have to be obedient to what God says. It's just 10 years later, right? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, so those are the kind of things. I think it's fear. I think that's what is at the, the you know, fear is typically, um, it's, it's, it's not always real. It could be perceived. And there are some things that we just perceive that's going to happen, whether we know that they're going to happen or not, that it may not be true. And we'll start going down the, the path as if what we're fearing or what we're thinking is true when it, it could just very well be an assumption. Exactly. Wow. That's a lot of fear. The, the yeah. big F word. Yeah. Fear. The big word, word is fear. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. And so many of us stand behind that. You know, uh, Monique was on earlier and she talked about how fear was in the driver's seat for her forever. Yeah. yeah. It was driving the bus and she had mm-hmm. to eventually say, you know, no, you can, not today. You yeah, can't drive today. anymore. <laughs> I like you, it. Not today. Enough. Yeah, not today. It just, it just gets to that place where it's like enough already. Enough. Exactly. No. You know, when we start disputing the lies, disputing those things that the enemy is trying to send our way. We start disputing them with truth. And, and like I said, one of the things, and it was just a very plain aha moment for me. I'm going to be this age. Living mm-hmm. nothing happened, as mm-hmm. my grandmother used to say. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be this age four years from now, 
yeah. with the with the degree or without it, with right. the book or without it, exactly. with the job or without it, whatever it is, the business or without it. Uh, living nothing happened. I'm going to be that age anyway. So why don't I just go for it and give it everything I got and let's just try. And here's yes. the other thing. And if it fails, whoever defines failure, right? Mm -hmm. Whatever that definition is, it may just be the opportunity to open us up to something else. Or it may be that we're not supposed to do it that way, but maybe there's a different way we're supposed to do it. Or it opens us up to someone else or something else that we can partner with and collaborate with that may even be bigger than us and bigger than what our original idea was. So it really is never a failure. It's just a new opportunity to learn something. Yes, yes. Oh my goodness. Absolutely. I'm excited about it. You've got to push past that fear, particularly if you know that your purpose is in helping others Uh and be in that open book and helping them to get through the process that you've gone through and majored in, so to speak. Um, It's an obligation to get out there and help others because that is what God would want us to do anyway. Mm -hmm. I think that's the way we give the devil a black eye. We go for it anyway. We just do it anyway. You do it afraid. You do do it it anyway. You do it without enough. We're not enough. Guess what? I'm not enough. But with me and Jesus, we are more than enough. So therefore, we just do it anyway. We just do it anyway. Yes, I love it. I love it. Oh my goodness. So we've already talked a lot about uh, the things that kind of poured into your chapter and helped to craft the chapter that you wrote. And I've asked all the ladies who've been on, you know, from before the book even was released, I've been telling people, give us just a little snippet. And now the book's out and I'm hoping plenty of people have gotten it. It is available, you know, um, via Kindle and also, of course, paperback. So a uh, shameless plug, make sure you get your copies. Yay, go get it. Yay, go get it. <laughs> but tell us, give us just a little teaser about your chapter. Tell us a little about what you're talking about in okay. there. So a lot of what I just talked about with negative automatic thoughts and just, mm-hmm. you know, hearing the inner critic is a part of my chapter. Uh, but then there's a uh, there's a process in my chapter uh, mm-hmm. that you can go through that God has taken me through. And I didn't know it until I had to go through. Operative mm-hmm. word is through. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I started looking back at a number of uh, places and situations where I had to reinvent myself. When I started looking at that, I was like, hey, in each one of these, this kind of process was emerging. Mm-hmm. And so then I thought, oh, okay. So that's kind of how it's crafted around um, that process. And then it's a story in there that has a funny part in it. But uh, it was that place where I was in fear, just operating mm-hmm. in fear. Um and I end up hurting myself operating in fear. And uh, and then come to find out it was something that was so much smaller than what I had originally thought. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is a theme that has been in my life. I, I remember, you know, I was a teen mom. And so uh, I remember uh, going through a number of things as a teen mom. And uh, in my school, I had done very well academically. And I had been sent to programs like the summers before that. One of them was like a minority introduction to engineering program that I was sent to at my state university at North Carolina State uh, a couple of summers. And when I got pregnant in high school, it's my senior year, and uh, it felt like, even whether they meant it intentionally or not, it felt like they were just kind of hands off now, like, oh, well. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. And I was just left to my own vices. And I didn't know I was 17 years old doing the best that I could. And I wanted to be a great mom. I wanted to do what I was supposed to do, you know, um, and to take care of her. And then I was afraid I wasn't going to be able to go to college. And then, um, you know, that was a lonely time and a lonely place. I had to reinvent th- during that time. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I had to decide, you know, if I was going to move here to the um, D.C. metropolitan area or whether I was going to stay in North Carolina. That was a big deal for me. Mm-hmm. Um, all of my family is there. My mom was the only one living here at the, at that time. And um, and then my nail husband, I had met the summer before and I came back and 
this boy just took me in and took my daughter and loved me. It's just unbelievable. Aww. So, you know, but he, he, he adopted her later on in life as well after we got married. And so it's just so many things in that. But when I think about it and I think about the process I had to go through, that emerged over and over and over again in different times in my life. That's what's in my chapter. Mm-hmm. And um, that story in there about fear and how I was just stuck in fear for a moment in time. And I only talk about one brief moment in time um, that something happened. Uh, and it's a, it's a great story in helping us to see what we call and what I called invisible fences. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, it's a great story in seeing how we can be locked in a situation and fearful based on an invisible fence that we don't even know is there. Mm. That we don't even know. So it's a, when you read the chapter, you'll have a better understanding of it, but you know, that's what it's about for me. And now I don't let those things stop me from doing what God has called me to do. If he said it. And once I got a clear word from him, I'm going to move forward in what he said um, because I trust him and I trust that he's going to take care of me no matter where he takes me. I've had to uh, quit jobs. I've had to change careers. I've had to do uh, homeschool my children. I've had to do a number of things that caused me to reinvent to rise. But each one of those things, that theme is still the same. When I'm afraid and I'm kind of reluctant to do, God comes in the midst of this process and he speaks to me and I walk that out. Mm, mm, mm. Every time. You can can rely rely on the fact that he's going to come each and every time and carry you through that process. And you know what, at least it it still could be challenges in it. So I don't want to, you know, misconstrue this or make people think that, oh, you don't have any, it's the rainbows and butterflies. You don't have any problems. No, I've had many, many, many challenges and struggles, but he's with me in it. And when I have that confirmed word, I give myself that time and permission to pull away and get an understanding. And I walk there in. It doesn't matter if I have challenges because he's going to bring me through it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Ooh, that's a powerful word right there. That is powerful right there. Allow yourself to walk through it knowing he's going to bring you through as you go through the fire, so to speak, because you know the fire is going to come because <laughs> you know the fire is yep. going to be there. Okay. Uh, and give so, yourself some grace and give yourself yes. some grace because we don't do a great job of giving ourselves grace. We might extend grace to others, but we don't always extend that grace to ourselves. And we have to learn how to give ourselves some grace in the middle of our situation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. It's like we don't think we're worthy of it ourselves. We can we can give it to others, like you said, but we feel for some reason, you know, we're not deserving of it. So you that that was good, Yvette. That was very good. So through all of this, to say the least, you know, you have become a reinvented woman, not once, not twice, probably many times. And, you know, I know you're the better for it. How can you say that you're better now as a reinvented woman and you're better at what you can offer the world now that you've reinvented? Well, I would I would just say uh, trust and belief, believe in mm-hmm. God, taking him his word and believing him, uh, trusting him about everything. You know, uh, one part is in the front part of my chapter is the, is the Philippians four scripture. I can do all things through Christ That's who strengthens it. me. I honestly believe that it doesn't matter what it is. If he tells me to do it or I feel like this is something that I'm supposed to do, I'm passionate about doing it. I'm going to go all the way. I'm going to give it everything. And I suggest that for all women, you know, everybody and and everybody, Mm -hmm. not just women, but everybody. If he gives you a word, go for it. Give it everything you got and you can do it. You can do it. You may need some helpers along the way. You know, you might need some people to help you and show you the way uh, people who have been down the path where you're going. But if you trust the process, it will work out for you. Yes. You got to trust it and mm-hmm. take the help as is needed. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. help. And even we my talk counseling, about what I do now. You know, that's all we've been talking about. But we realize that, number one, there are people who need to identify or recognize the fact that reinvention is even needed. And then those who finally figure that it's needed are many times just lost as to how it happens. Mm -hmm. However, what we want you to know too, is there's help out there. Mm -hmm. When you make the biggest thing you have to do is decide that you want change. You don't know where it's coming from. You don't know how it looks, 
you don't even know how about uh, how to go about doing it, but you've got to decide that something's not right and you got to get to the bottom of it and you need to seek the help that's available to help you to do that. And you have uh, therapists and counselors and coaches, you know, that are out there and available to help you to do it. So don't feel like you're alone in this reinvention process. Matter of fact, don't go it alone. Don't, don't go it alone. alone. You know, find a friend, find a coach, find a counselor, find a therapist, find whoever you need to help you to process through what you're going through. Uh, you'll be the better yes. for it. And then you won't feel alone. And then the enemy can't run so much game on you because, you know, he has game. His stuff never changes. Oh, he's his, his, his stuff never no. changes. He'll still and destroy. That's his plan. That will always be his plan. And his plan is to take out whatever God is birthing in you. And so you need somebody to walk alongside you to help you to get to your birthing place. Yes, I love it. You need that. You need somebody to walk beside you. Mm-hmm. Well, we're we're coming up to the end. You know, we can talk forever, Yvette, but we are coming to the end. So I'm going <laughs> to sum things up here. <laughs> Is there anything else you want to share with us? You know, I know one thing I'm going to ask you for certain. We always ask before, you know, we end the podcast, if there's anything that our guests would like to recommend, a resource uh, that they would like to recommend to our listening audience. So do you have anything that you want to recommend? You know, one was just getting the help. So getting the counseling, um, getting the coaching that you need. And secondly, I have a number of books. Um, Some of the books that I've used just over the years have been very helpful for me. Making Peace with Your Past. Mm -hmm. Making Peace with Mm -hmm. Your Past by Dr. H. Norman Wright uh, is a very Mm -hmm. good book because sometimes we need to get past what was in our past for us to be able to move forward. Okay. Um, I love it. Battlefield of the Mind by Joyce yes, Myers. My That's an excellent, excellent resource. Um, there's a book called The 40 Day Surrender Fast, and it's by someone mm-hmm. I know very closely, um, one of my fellow church members. But it's a great book because it's a it's a fast, but it's not just from food. Right. And so this mm-hmm. fast is based on things that you have going on in your life and it will bless you. If you do this 40 day fast, it will bless you and mm-hmm. you'll do a five day pre fast to this. And when you do the pre-fast, it'll tell you what you're supposed to be fasting from. So it's not Mm -hmm. just food. Sometimes I've had to I've had to fast from fear. I've had to fast from rejection. You know, there's a number of things that you can have to fast from that are concepts in your life that hold you back and prevent you from being reinvented. Uh, So that's one. Um, And I'm currently um, doing a book. uh, I'm going to be teaching on it in the fall. uh, Overcoming Emotions That Destroy by Chip Ingram and Becca Johnson. I love this book um, because it it deals a lot with anger, but anger is primarily a secondary emotion. And so the primary emotion is what's showing up, but we don't know how to deal with it. And so Mm -hmm. what happens is it comes out in anger. Um, And then people are responding to the anger when the real root issue is what was the first thing, the primary issue. And so it teaches you how to deal with that and not just operate from an angry place. So those are some resources that I believe can help you. Yes, these are awesome. These are awesome and wonderful. That last one feeds into what I wanted to make sure to ask you about. One was how people can get in touch with you. And the other part is what you have coming up. And it sounds like you're going to be teaching something uh, coming up in about a month or so. If you could tell us where people could find out about that once the information is out there. Mm -hmm. So uh, one, you can contact me um, at... um, I'm sorry, Yvette four. Um, I'm sorry, Yvette mm-hmm. Haley, Yvette Haley four at gmail.com. Yvette mm-hmm. Haley four at the number four at gmail.com. Also, this class that I'm teaching, Overcoming Emotions mm-hmm. That Destroy, is a class that's in our women's focus study at First Baptist Church of Glen Arden. And so if you just go on uh, First Baptist Church of Glen Arden website, uh, you look under women's focus study, you'll find this class there, Overcoming Emotions That Destroy. Also, in the future, in the fall, I'm going to be teaching, um, I'm, I'm creating a workshop. It's still in the works. It's not quite done yet. Uh, 
Um, but it's based on uh, recovering yourself. You recover you instead of mm-hmm. waiting for someone else to tell you who you are and having them write your story. You rewrite or co- uh, uh, or you know rewrite your own story and you decide where you want to be. So in this season, as we're coming out of COVID, coming out of all the things that we've been dealing with, it's time for you to recover yourself. And so that will be coming up in the fall. Ooh, you have some awesome things coming up. So she's mentioned quite a few to include the resources. Um, I promise everyone we're going to have all that information in the details section of the podcast. Some really good resources that she gave us, as well as Monique gave us earlier. We'll have it all in the podcast. Yvette, this has been awesome. Absolutely awesome. You know, I always enjoy talking with you. Um, It was just a real pleasure and a real treat for me to be able to share you and what I know about you and what you have to offer to the world for me to be able to share it with other people. I love that. (laughs) Oh, I love you so much. And I'm so grateful from the bottom of my heart. Seriously, Alethea, because I probably wouldn't have done this still. I still wouldn't have written anything uh, had you not asked me. That's real. And God has been trying to tell me to write for a long time. So I'm grateful that you did this reinvented to rise. Oh, well, I'm look, I'm glad you heard him. And I'm glad I was the catalyst that helped to get you there. (laughs) (laughs) Praise God. Yes, yes. All right. Well, that brings us to the end for today. Thank you so much for being with us. God bless you. The law. And in the loft today, we have several resources recommended to us by our guests. Monique has recommended Daring Greatly, a book by Brene Brown. Also, be sure to stay in touch with her, her social media, as well as all of her contact information. All of the contact information for both of our guests today is noted in the description section of this podcast. Be sure to stay in touch with both of them for workshops that they have coming up. Monique has a grief workshop coming up in October, and Yvette has a couple of workshops coming up as well that coincide with the resources that she has recommended. She's recommended Making Peace with Your Past by Dr. H. Norman Wright, Battlefield of the Mind by Joyce Myers, The 40-Day Surrender Fast by Celeste Owens and Overcoming Emotions That Destroy by Chip Ingram and Dr. Becca Johnson. Both of these are books that she's studying, books that she recommends, and books that she plans to hold workshops on coming up in the next few months. So again, stay in touch with both of the authors to ensure that you keep abreast of all of the things that they have coming all of the things that they're pouring into others and offering opportunities uh, for classes. As usual, over the past few weeks, we've been letting you know that our book is out, Reinvented to Rise. You can grab that in paperback by going to one of the authors. I also have a link for accessing the book via web and ordering there. And also it is still available on Amazon via Kindle. Okay, we've reached the end of the episode. Thanks so much for taking the time to listen. As you catch the elevator down, if you feel so inclined, rate, review, subscribe, and share with a friend. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Remember, every day is a new opportunity, and it's never too late to level up.